Welcome to the Primary Attribute Podcast, where a real play castles and crusades podcast. I'm Ian, I'm the GM, and I use they them pronouns. Hi, I'm Adam. I play as Vons. Vons is the uh fox folk alchemist guy, and we both use he him pronouns. I'm Aaron. I play Aerosene. Uh I use she or they pronouns, and Ericene uses uh, she, her pronouns. Um, Ericene is mm, a real cool girl <laughs> in most ways, <laughs> except one. No. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. You can just hear the stagehand going, Q, Q, <laughs> from the wings. I'm, I'm Kelly. I'm, uh, I play Wealthy, the halfling wizard, and we both use she, they, pro, she, her pronouns. I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist engineer, and we both use he, him pronouns. Cool, cool. Who remembers what happened last time, and by who I mean Aaron, and by remember I mean probably has something prepped for this segment. I didn't write anything down this time. I'm just going to read off my notes like I used to before I started writing them. In the before times. All right. Rocking it old school. <laughs> so we were all at the dumpster after the explosion, and... Vons was looking around for any other fox folk, and there were some fox folk. Um, Ericene and, uh, well, Ericene convinced Wealthy to go over to the, uh, the fox folk lady, the vixen, uh, and uh, wingman uh, Vons. And that went weirdly well <laughs> that went weirdly super well <laughs> despite us coming off as crazy people uh we made friends we made friends with green the vixen and alara the half elf um they were hanging out after a day of work and they are part of the Order of the Lily, uh, who are a group of knights who uh, sort of act as like, you know, like guards going down into the mountain, um, like doing escorts. Grix and Vons came over um, eventually. And we all got to talking about what it's like in the maintenance tunnels and how it's like really weird down there, especially lately. And Green and Alara were telling us about this one specific uh, room with a bunch of intense machinery uh, where some people were doing something specific looking and 
somehow we all ended up just like agreeing that like they would take us down there because like we all sort of do the same job sort of except we're like real low level and they seemed like higher level <laughs> anyway eventually by the end of the night we had all agreed to meet in two days at Ottencore, the coffee shop and green and Vaughn's like maybe we're gonna have a date before it before we all like went down into the sewers it's hard to say but I'm sure that things will become much clearer today <laughs> yeah yeah if there's anything I've learned from dating is that it's always super clear the first time you meet someone if it's a date or not every time no matter what <laughs> <sighs> hear you buddy yeah um all right so a couple of minor clarifications uh so only green is in the order of the lily um, oh and then green and alara basically do this stuff as kind of a side thing along with a bunch of other people they know um i don't know if that particular production has a name or not but yeah i think the the thing about being a knight in a floating city with a relatively small population, and there's not necessarily stuff for you to do all the time, and it's not like you're going to suddenly become, you did a noble thing, here's your knighthood, and 10 acres, or 100 acres of undeveloped land. Uh -huh. Have fun. <laughs> I so. could totally see this getting cut from the podcast, but I'm suddenly wondering if there's a knight order... There's at least one knight order. Uh, does that mean that there's royalty in charge of this whole thing? What, I, I know that I know that uh, the the floating island is a the floating mountain as a whole operates off of a uh, uh, capitalist uh, monetary system uh, economy, but is is there like a a, a parliament? No. This is this has actually been touched on before. I'm certain it of it, and I've and I've I'm slowly remembering it, but not not fast enough. Somebody help! Am... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it has a council that's basically done by block representatives, yes, roughly, um, and there's probably a few hundred of those, or at least a couple hundred. <laughs> I'm still deciding how many people actually live in this rock. <laughs> Mostly okay. because the number I, was... I have a good mental image of is probably larger than this place can support. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry, okay. what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I was trying to figure out the uh, the useful area of the mountain based on the height that you said. So I was looking up other mountains of that height. So there's a lot of it. Yeah. And I think that height doesn't include the below ground part that got pulled up with it. Oh, okay. So there's like an iceberg. Yeah, a little bit. Um Chunk except under. the top is the bigger right. part. Right. Sure, sure. But yeah. But yeah, kind of when you see an iceberg and it has that smaller lower chunk. Yeah. Sort of I, a diamond. I kind of have overall. a have a view of Sokovia being lifted up out of the out of <laughs> out of Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Sure. Yeah. But a mountain. 
definitely. Oh, yeah. Nifty. No Marvel references. We're going to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Mention it. (laughs) Someone had to, like, say that you did anything with it. If you're being reasonable and realistic and not just assuming Disney is an all knowing and capricious god. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, all right. Okay, uh, is there a particular uh, area? I, I'm sure that we had this in the conversation with um, Green, but for whom do her knights work? Um, kind of all over. They, Erosine knows that they occasionally get hired as kind of show guards for fancy events so that they can... Dep- depending on the knight order, it's highly variable how well they can handle themselves. Uh the Order of the Lily can handle themselves. So they can be security if you need them to be, but at high society functions, you usually don't actually need security beyond occasionally escorting a drunken person home. Um, okay. So, and then... So they're not they can... they're not a city-endorsed order no. so much as their own independent firm. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense in a capitalist economy of a floating mountain. Yeah, and they do good works and stuff. Um, and I should clarify just for everyone's edification that this is a capitalist economy, but it has a actual social safety net at the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, shit think me. Like, <laughs> think like the Roch, which is a reference I know Wick gets, mm-hmm. and maybe no one else. <laughs> Where it's oh, like yeah, a guaranteed, no, I get it. guaranteed like food, water, clothes, and a place to stay. They're not going to be great if you don't have any money, but they will exist. Um, and they'll give you a job in the government. An allotment of tea. <laughs> and all the memorial pins that you can uh, put on your coat. God, those okay. books are good. <laughs> just alienated all of our listenership. <laughs> we made a reference to a right aid on a specific street corner in Seattle last time. <laughs> <laughs> And Aaron and I at least once got on a mission to Zix tangent. So, like, we've lost everyone several times over with our weirdly specific <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> the thing is, like, all of this is weirdly specific bullshit that is the same weirdly specific bullshit as lots of other people that we know and like and who, and who enjoy our taste and that we enjoy their taste. So, like, the fact that we all share these things really can only recommend us to them yeah we're just narrow casting (laughs) it's fine but all right so any other questions about locations buildings people things uh yes so once upon a time when we were first talking about this setting uh you mentioned the possibility of uh like city sponsored excursions to the surface to like recruit or not recruit but like gather supplies and raw materials and stuff is that a thing that happens or is is going down extremely rare going down is not rare but it's or it's not super rare but it's highly monitored and mm-hmm. kind of dangerous as mm-hmm. you assume oh yeah um, so yeah the city does arrange for it i think that's probably a lot of what the along with kind of the the guardians that do the think that's the right group um that do like the outside fighting when the corruption actually comes up to try to get you guys mm-hmm. um the kind of remnants of the military organization that ran the fort also i think run the 
ground excursions. Got it. How do they get down? It depends. Um, I've been doing a lot of world building and discovering that high level wizards are probably in high demand, which may be why there's no work for low level wizards. <laughs> um, but so usually like fly spells or you could use feather fall if you want to get spicy about it. Um, mm -hmm. The main thing is getting back up, mm -hmm. which I think is often a lot of fly spells or um, enchanted objects that can fly. Uh, one thing I've determined is that actually fishing on the ocean is relatively common if kind of dicey. Oh yeah, because, I kind of wondered about that. Yeah, the corruption doesn't get down to the level of fish for whatever reason. It gets whales, so you can still get ultra fucked, but like the middle of the ocean is not a super dangerous place to be, and pulling things from the surface level of kind of deep ocean is actually fairly compatible with living in an enclosed saltwater environment on the mountain itself. So they basically pull fish from there to start fisheries and to supply fisheries hmm. within the or around the mountain itself. And then as far as other supplies, it just kind of depends. Um, I think at this point, it's been like 500 years. You're probably getting pretty low or you probably have kind of run out of places to scavenge. Mm -hmm. And also I think the geography, especially with the corruption running around and fucking with stuff and have having fucked with stuff and destroyed cities and things originally, um, the geography's kind of shifted. So it's harder to know where useful things will be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they do occasionally go and check for survivors. They, because there could be someone holed up in a remote area that's actually doing okay. Um, they don't do a lot of wood gathering because that could bring the corruption. And more importantly, animals. Um, sure. A lot of the animal kingdom can be seeded by the corruption and at least act as basically alarms. Mm. <laughs> and once one of them sees you, kind of all of them see you. And so. In the time it would take to fell a tree, you've probably been seen by something, and there's probably a lot of shit headed your way. <laughs> sure. Okay. But yeah, so it's definitely doable. They don't have a lot of use for like a maintenance crew, but if you guys get some fighting chops, which you kind of have already, but um, yeah, I've got definitely... three hit points, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at monsters, and just like all of these can kill Grix. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a panic attack when I used my my magic missile. So, you know, I'm going some places. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> Not sure what I'm going to do with this in editing. Maybe it will be a weird appendices. <laughs> or appendix. Um, all right. So it is... Does anyone want to do anything in the day between when it was our last session and when all the shit's going to happen? Um, I'm going to have like a, like a shopping montage. <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't Erisene own like enough clothing to totally have something ready for this? But that, that more reveals how going to say that reveals more about how I handle clothing in my life than anything. <laughs> So yes, like, shopping montage. Erisian like hasn't had a reason to like buy something for going out on a first date that's a brunch date with a minotaur. 
Oh, like what season is it? <laughs> season where you forget to ask me that question because I have to decide. That's, <laughs> that's a tricky thing to answer when you're on a floating landmass that could be anywhere on a spinning sphere. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if we figured out if this landmass rotates on its own or if it's. I think it has or... kind of a slow rotation and root wise at this point it kind of drifts um if there is a specific route it's going on at least you all aren't privy to it not that it's like a secret it's just not a circulated important thing for everyone to know because does it just try to define its own season by its own positioning on the um i think it it definitely has seasons and i think you probably stay in a hemisphere just so things like growing seasons can be somewhat consistent hmm but I'm going to say it's autumn right now. Ooh. That said, the temperature inside the mountain is fairly consistent. Sure. <laughs> like, it still, like, informs, like, what, you know, the season's palette is. For what shade of underground you're dressing for? The lichen changes from green to brown. <laughs> To like a golden like right now is when it's golden though and that's that's the great time of year <laughs> yeah so like i have to like dress to like you know accentuate the you know surroundings sure. i dress in a like i eventually get this like bright blue like like Eve, like Eve Klein blue, like blouse with like a, like a, like a white like pencil skirt. And the blouse is like kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a poofy, it's like a poofy, like a poofy blouse all right and i like so i'm like kind of poofy on top and then like it it like tucks into the pencil skirt all right uh what sort of shoes complete the ensemble um stilettos and being an assassin they're actual stilettos <laughs> like i was gonna say if you wear high heels i don't know where you're gonna put your dagger <laughs> Well, she could be wearing high heel boots. True. Or I could have put my, you know, I could be carrying my bag with a change of clothes. Fair enough. You could also, like, put it in a thigh holster or something. Yeah, I could put it in a thigh holster because I'm a super badass. Oh, yeah. With a pencil skirt? Does, does that go? What? You said you said she's got a pencil skirt. Yes. Thigh holster, pencil skirt. That that. If that's compatible, then great. Yes, that's of course that's compatible. Okay. Okay. If it's tight fitted to the sides, it can be. The dagger itself can be on the inner thigh or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She like reaches between her legs and pulls out a dagger. You're not fucking mess with her. <laughs> I don't think so. Not if she's gonna have that attitude. 
Fun um, way to end no, sentences so that my... start with reaches between her legs. Pulling am... daggers, not usually how that ends. <laughs> I'm gonna um I'm gonna, for oh. my for my shoes, I am gonna wear like um not in the part of town she lives in. That's not common. I'm gonna wear like knee high, like brown leather high heeled boots. Alright. So a winter palette, but with some warmer browns in there. Um well, because the blue is gonna like really pop against the 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 that like yellow gold of the lichen right now. I'm gonna have to write so much complicated lichen biology. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking notes or on all these little bits of world building that we're sprinkling down, right? <laughs> yes, could... so I can refute them in an entire <laughs> book of just called my players are wrong. <laughs> Or, Ian, you could just say, yes, and, and then forget about it entirely until it comes up again when we'll remind you, and you'll be like, yeah, and? Like the carrier rats. Carrier rats are very good. (laughs) And Ericene wearing bright blue against the, you know, yellow gold of the lichens in autumn Uh is extremely classy. Mm-hmm. She looks very good. All right. Anyone else want to do anything? Not sorry. I'm assuming Aristine was done because we got yeah, the yeah, last yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Grix. Uh, it has been suggested that Grix does not have enough hobbies, uh, and that work work is not technically a hobby. Uh, I was say or any hobbies. <laughs> so. Grix feels self-conscious about this and is going to go look for hobbies. That makes sense. You know, like a normal person. Uh, So you go to the meetup bulletin board. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to just like wander around the city and see like what. He's going to play, you know, hometown tourist. Like go around the city and see what's what's happening like what are people up to these days uh kind of take his head out of the sand all right you don't have to make up a lot of stuff although <laughs> as much stuff as you want to make up is cool uh Can but <laughs> uh no he'll just uh he'll wander around um things that he's most interested in are um interesting non-alcoholic beverages and foods uh like you know diff- different someplace that's not the otten core or any of the random bars that we've been to um the dumpster definitely not the dumpster it was very interesting food and drink oh yeah no don't get me wrong he enjoyed it but it's not his place you know yeah um it's also going to look for like uh any sorts of like games or sports and also he is interested in um any technology or uh engineering that uh especially might lead to a better prosthetic arm all right so there's all sorts of places you can go for that stuff yes and this Um, is what he's going to be working on for the next couple days until our next uh yeah so so you go you wander around the city Mm -hmm. um and i figure we'll kind of cut because back and forth yeah yeah, tomorrow's when a lot of stuff happens, but yeah, I figure yeah. we can, like, cut to Grix between when things are going on. Oh, totally. And, like, 
Grix is doing this other hobby now and is having a good or a bad time. Um, yes, that sounds good yeah. to me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, you start your wandering, you start collecting ideas and places to go and people to see. Um, I get a big old mushroom kebab. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to say that for ease of cutting in the funny stuff later, um, one of the first things you do is go tinkering with a prosthetic arm could be a hobby, right? It's not technically work. Um, and it's also just something you're interested in. So uh -huh. I imagine there are a couple of like enchanted and magic item shops with people you can talk to. There's the university itself, which is probably your best bet for mm -hmm. basically if you can get someone interested in building it for you, you're probably going to get a really high quality product because they have a lot of people to collaborate with who also know their shit very well. Sure. Or you can go to, you know, Discount, discount Dan's Warren's prosthetics and hope and pray that the thing they give you doesn't like explode. <laughs> uh, I think my current one is better than that. So uh, I'm not going to do that. I would definitely, I, I think the university would make the most sense. I'm not really interested in a magical one because though being a outstanding magic user myself, uh, I don't know that I could keep it up like if something went wrong with it yeah so i want i want a mechanical one i, tr I trust mechanics more than magic still all right um okay so yeah i'll head to, to the university cool you go to the university that is next door to the magic university <laughs> well it's i figure that there's a campus yeah yeah there's mundane um, sciences yeah. It must be like yeah, a... It's really more of a technical college. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that's more of like a Votech school. <laughs> hey, yeah, the so trades get... are valuable jobs. I'm not, you know, you know that my dad teaches it yeah. one of those. Uh-huh, I, I know. I was Like, I 100% yeah. respect the trades. But yeah, so between... The mechanical I'm way too much of a communist to not respect the trades wit. Yes, Aaron, I know. I'm <laughs> telling our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you go to the mechanical engineering part of the big university, the kind of technical trade college that is probably right next door or in another neighborhood or something, whatever. <laughs> um, but you go to those places and you start asking around. Yeah. Do me a favor and roll a charisma check. Okay. Got to get out my dice, so now I'm doing that. Hey, that's a really good roll. Uh, charisma. I got a 16, and that is a highlighted stat. Damn, you nail it. All right. Um. Okay. Now, on top of that, roll a d100 for me. Ooh. 82. Is All that good? Right. Yes. Oh, good. Yes. And this highly considered thing that is totally a random table and not just influencing what I say next. <laughs> but okay, so you start asking around. Um, you catch the interest of one of the teachers at the technical college who as you're talking to them it becomes clear like 
they teach there and they also do research at the university next door. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Oh, sure. And hey, Adam, what mm-hmm. species slash race is this person? Oh, we're going to go full dwarf on this one. Are there dwarfs? There are. Cool. All right. And these are the pronouns. Kelly, how elaborate is this person's beard? Oh, this is this is curled and braided and little beads and, and a couple of bows. And um, uh, it's, it's bleached down towards the tip. And and there's a handlebar mustache and the handlebar mustache actually goes up into the beard and and the beard and the handlebar mustache go up into the sideburns and the sideburns come up and and they go into this full coiffure wow i love that is some powerful (laughs) (laughs) non-binary there you go (laughs) just fucking nailed it all right and aaron what is one additional thing about this person? Anything you want. Um, they have uh, one arm and one leg uh, that are both prosthetics uh, on uh, the right side. Oh. All right. Yeah, that's probably why you were like, I should talk to that person. <laughs> Hello. You seem like you might be interested in my project. Yes. Um, but all right, is there, so they give your arm a look and what is their name? Listen, (laughs) we know a lot about them. I know every detail of their beard. Okay. Their name is listen. (laughs) I'm sure that that gets very confusing for them. It is not listen. Got some letter dice there or you just, I do have letter dice. Sack of bananagrams. (laughs) oh are syllable dice a thing i feel like syllable dice should be a thing their name is drevin drevin yeah d-r-e-b-i-n you know that this is an unusual name for a dwarf but not super unusual if that makes sense it's still in the right general linguistic category but all right so you meet drevin and so what do you yeah, how do you approach this? What do you ask for? You've been talking with Drevin for a little bit, but like you kind of work your way around to, hey, so this is my arm and I want this other thing done with it. And yeah. how does that go? Well, I'll approach it. Um I'll I'll start off with uh like, oh hey, you got one arm. I got one arm. Like, you know, I, I noticed you because of this. Yeah. Uh but then I'll be like, oh, you're a engineer yourself i'm in the city uh engineering uh the maintenance crew so you know we talk some shop hell yeah and uh then i'll work it around to uh i assume that their prosthetics uh are much better than mine they are yeah so i'll uh i'll make a point of showing how uh you know when i move the arm this way the thumb like gets loose Wobbly. In an intentional way or in a bad way? No, in a bad way. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it it's it's fine, but you gotta like always constantly be changing the position of it. 
and uh, it doesn't have enough like like roll your shoulder and it moves on its own kind of actions yeah. it had it everything has to be set up with my other arm okay um so they go. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll ask uh, do you have any do you have any uh, advice on that or would you be able to help me with getting something closer to what you have wow Grix's voice got like real smooth well i'm <laughs> talking in third person right now that's that's All why right. hey okay. hey boss you uh <laughs> there we go <laughs> there we go <laughs> What do you what do you think the odds are of uh, me getting something more like what you got? Well, let's see. It wouldn't be too difficult necessarily. The parts can be kind of expensive. They have to be machined. Um, you know the fabrication core of the maintenance crew. Oh yeah. You know the yeah <laughs> narrator. Grix knows the fabrication core of the maintenance crew. Um, it's going to be work like that where. It's going to be custom parts that have to be made, obviously, because um, it's all fit to size rather precisely. Um, were you considering a magical infusion on the arm or purely mechanical or kind of something in between? Oh, I was uh, I was originally thinking purely mechanical, but uh, maybe something that could be enchanted later or uh, or something in between. I don't, I don't know that I trust pure magic. Okay, so I think there's a, two, a couple things you could do. If you want to go pure mechanical, that's doable. You're still going to be probably making adjustments to your arm with your other hand oh. on a fairly regular basis. Oh yeah, I figure that. Just because there's only so much you can communicate through the muscles of the shoulder. Or you can go pure magical. Um, any mechanical arm you get that would be kind of around the quality of the mechanics in my arm is going to be enchantable. Oh, good. Good, good. It just requires a level of craft that makes it easy for it to take on magic. You could also go pure magical, which is not highly variable in its results, but highly variable in its end form. Huh. You can do a lot with a purely magical arm that you couldn't do with a mechanical arm, but... You are right that if you end up in a situation where magic gets screwy or magic gets nullified, it's not great. The other option we could explore, and I started getting into this with my arm and another arm I've designed, but I've kind of not taken it all the way yet, is we could work on an arm that is mostly mechanical but gets a extra level of control from a magic enchantment or acts like a full magic arm but has a way that is that you could work with on your own to um, boost up the enchantment and make it more of a regular maintenance sort of thing since you can already cast magic instead of a singular permanent enchantment hmm. like uh i like the sound of that the... either that or or the pure mechanical or right. maybe start with the pure mechanical and then I'll I'll work up to that later. Cause uh okay. I don't I don't know that I've got the money for this right now. That's fair, they can be expensive. Also, as a GM, the D D economy is fucked up. Oh yeah, no, it's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> you only need twenty gold a month to live very comfortably. 
live decently. Which is a damn shame because it means that like a healing potion costs two months of rent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if a healing potion IRL cost me two months of rent, I'd consider it. Oh, for sure. Um, it's <laughs> it's just more that adventurers very easily blow the economy out of the water. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. There's yeah. kind of they kind of have their own economic pocket to live in. <laughs> But yeah, so well, we can get started. Um, if you want, I can draw up some ideas. You don't have to pay anything for that because it's just more research, and I'm always happy to do that. Um, if you don't mind, I could have some of my students take a crack at it too. Uh huh. And yeah, uh, come back in two weeks. All right. And I'll have some ideas for you. Um, and if I wanted to contact you in between. Uh, Maybe I can start giving you an idea of the price or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm down in the Warrens or in the in the the maintenance crew, or uh, at the Otten Core. All right, I'll send things there or to one of those places. I, I assume the at least one of those places is serviced by the um, delivery rats. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, hopefully I can help you out, and we'll see what happens. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Bonds and wealthy. What do you do with your spare day besides presumably your day to day work? I was thinking that's about all I'm doing. I'm I'm uh, I'm at the milliner's shop working on um, Aracene's grandmother's hat. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> I forgot about that hat. <laughs> Terrifying hat. That was only yesterday, Ian. <laughs> It's like game time and recording time aren't strictly related. (laughs) Or, you know, a month ago. If not longer. I think it was... was Oh, dang, you're right. Yeah, it was at least three weeks ago. Two a month ago, yeah. Shit. All right. And Vaughn's, what do you get up to? Well, Vaughn's not entirely sure that this is a date. Uh, Still wants to smell good. Uh, which, for the the fox folk, has a variety of meanings. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna visit my uh, my connection, uh, Clive. Um, I'm gonna need some like. I, I probably don't want to smell like the the sulfurous smokes and and um, acrid. Uh, <laughs> concoctions that i that i make in my den so i probably want to you know go get myself some nice fox musk or um some fresh feces somewhere to rub into my fur just whatever makes me smell nice for 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 a pretty vixen and uh you know get get my fur like nicely matted down perhaps find some um yeah, higher quality bug wax, whatever. However, however one procures that. Um, all right, so you're you're telling all this to Clive, who you've met. I don't think Clive has like a storefront necessarily, but probably has a place where he usually meets with people that doesn't come off as super sketchy. Like, 
Yeah, just like out on the cobbles somewhere, I imagine. Yeah, but like he's in a regular place when he's not making deliveries and probably sets up a little table or something. Anyway, so you explain all this to Clive, whose voice I totally remember and I'm not about to mess up. (laughs) And he just kind of goes, so you want to smell like poop, but also maybe not poop. But like good poop like classy poop uh if you if you've got like if you've got some exotic feces right you know in in the back there that maybe mix in some like some wildflowers fonts did you grow up with this as your standard of what people wanted (laughs) we're not talking about people well wait all characters are people in this, right? Okay. Yeah. We're not talking about human people. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, out of the fox folk I've met, it's a very traditional outlook is all I'm saying. Not actually a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got some ideas, you go ahead and let me know. I, I, don't, I don't get out much. Well, <laughs> so you mentioned wildflowers. I don't meet people much. Maybe we can get kind of a musk with some wildflower stuff going on in it, so it's detectable to the those of us with finer noses that you've got the musk going on. But also, there's kind of more floral scent, or we have sandalwood. <laughs> <laughs> Joke I made only for air. <laughs> <laughs> Vons is Slytherin enough for that, Ian. <laughs> yes, but Vons is a masculine character in any orc of fiction whatsoever. <laughs> so immediately smells like sandalwood. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like pine or smoke. Um, he, he, may not, he may not come off as particularly masculine standing next to a minotaur, but for, for the species. There's all sorts of different forms of masculinity. Masculine uh, center. Yeah. But, uh, all right, I can get you something like that. And you said you wanted some wax for your fur? Yeah, yeah, just something to keep all of these uh, squirrely cowlicks down. Yeah, want to want to look a little bit organized. All right, I think I can do something yeah, like that. Wax. Maybe get you something a little thinner so it doesn't just become a weird matted wall of fur. That's a, never a great look. Fonts, level with me. Do you own a brush? Uh, that's what tongues are for. What's what's a brush exactly? Like, define brush. I will get you a brush <laughs> meant for fur. Okay, so Clive doing his best to help you. With Clive a... is doing his best uh, imitation of uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth in uh, Disney uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw the movie. <laughs> One scene where um, they like do the beast up real good. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Except it's Clive, who is normally an alchemical supplies person. Yeah, but is trying but to Vons do you a solid doesn't know here. how to work with normal like, society, so yeah. this is 
perfect. <laughs> I think Clive knows that, which is why he's still helping you instead of being like good on the street. <laughs> Someone knows what they're doing. Um, but all yeah, right. I imagine he's uh, rolling his eyes a bit. It's fine. A little bit, but you know him. He's been married forever. What does he know about dating? You're pretty sure you've got it all figured out. <laughs> all right. So mildly mocking bonds aside. Um, yeah, you, you get kind of a a fur treatment that will help you smooth it down without making it a solid mess. Kind of like fur mousse, I guess. Um, and then you also get something that is surprisingly well like well apportioned and well made in terms of scent for someone who is doing this out of brewing alchemical stuff to wear to your date it smells like fox musk and clover Ooh, okay that sounds nice clover sounds like a yeah that's a nice honest smell yeah so with all that unless anyone has something they like desperately need to do in the evening we yeah we didn't really use uh, any real supplies during the last, call it a mission, side quest? Yeah, not really. No, because we just ended up talking to the, the dragonborn and the and the kobold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all right. So, it is now the next morning. Oh boy, Erisine. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw aside the sound effect in there. Like. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, Erisine wakes up. Fucking Edelweiss plays. Fucking. Oh, that's that's depressing. That's true. <laughs> She's like, you know, sits up in bed and like stretches. And a Her bird hair is comes like in. a little messy. And a bird comes in and sits on her. Uh, on her finger she's like you're like what the hell is that <laughs> she's like wow that was some like really good drugs last night <laughs> this is gonna be a problem cause I have a date in like an hour oh well and she like gets up stretches more Gets ready. So does Erisin want to try to do anything to kind of eliminate the drug hangover? Or are you just going to roll deep? Um, one of our, uh, our, like, butler, uh, always has, like, a, like, a, um, like a coffee for me, like, every morning, even if I'm, like, going out in the morning, he knows to just, like, bring a bring a coffee and so he brings me my coffee and I'm like oh Rutherford thank you so much and I drink my coffee and that's that's all I do for my hangover and then we cut to well we go back to cutting to the next morning <laughs> Anachronistic order works a little better in visual meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Uh, I am not realizing. Uh, What's the but... audio version of a star wipe? Yeah.
and uh, Vaughn's. Mm. It's your day. It's your yep. time. It's like oh, that's right. I've got a date. A.M. Something like that. Ten thirty. Remember, you were planning on meeting with Green an hour before, and then you're going to meet everyone else. And don't worry, we're going to cut back to um, Aristine and Grix after this. I just want to no get started on the <laughs> on Vons is a, I'm sure, going to be very good and not awkward <laughs> attempt at going on a coffee date with someone. Is is somebody else playing Vons? <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone who was playing Vons. I, I'm not sure Vons this is in Vons's wheelhouse of interactions with other people. <laughs> I could be wrong. But <laughs> I don't think Vons has a wheelhouse of interactions. <laughs> Something akin to that definitely showed up in my notes. <laughs> About eschewing people. <laughs> but alright, so oh, yeah. So Vons, you, you got some you got a brush. A strange and alien device, which you have nonetheless used fairly comp- competently, assuming you wanted to. <laughs> you got some like fur mousse. You got some good smelling shit that actually doesn't smell like shit. <laughs> but how's Vaughn's looking? How's Vaughn's feeling? As like he walks over to the coffee shop. While knowing that Vaughn's is also going to be meeting up with the rest of the crew immediately afterwards, he's going to be packing his general go bag of stuff ado. And, uh, yeah, um, probably, uh, probably a combination of more confident than he should be and far less confident than he should be. If you can be both at the same time, I think, you I think totally our audience understands that. Same time. Yeah, yeah. Overconfident in some areas and terrified in others. Uh-huh. Also yeah, known very as much that. the dating experience. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a little confused in general. What do you wear? Oh, um... So it's still going to be that like that hooded kind of clothes, right? With the with, with the hood and the and the like slight capey but long coaty kind of thing that you know you'd expect an alchemist to wear. But uh, this one has lapels. Swanky. <laughs> also vaguely confusing, but swanky. <laughs> oh, very confusing. I'll let you guys try to figure out how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. You had enough. They're just kind of ironed on. <laughs> oh, dear. Just stitched in. They're not even made from the same kind of cloth as each other. <laughs> One of them's a plaid. The other's a paisley. It's, it's strong look. No. <laughs> it's like a Doctor Who costume. <laughs> you can see that. Um, uh, yeah. But, all right. So, you head on into Otten Core, which is run by Molly Otten, an orc. We've seen Grix here before. It is a, it's a nice coffee shop, which is to kind of be expected. Coffee is not the m- most difficult thing to grow on this city, but it's not easy. And so it's a little bit pricey, but I don't know. Grix is addicted to it, so clearly it's... We're in the Pacific Northwest. We're no stranger to pricey coffee. Yeah. Plus, I think a lot of the coffee has to be grown in basically a hydroponic setup. <laughs> Um, but all right, so you head on in. You did notice outside there is a... Damn, that's a large insect. <laughs> nice. Did you just roll a die? No. Um... <laughs> no, because Green has that, has that like... Oh, right, her mount. Uh, a beetle mount. 
bright red if i remember or sort of a like a, a candy red that sounds right but yeah it's uh tied up outside you notice it's very it's very well behaved it's tied up very loosely but like it's staying right next to the front of the coffee shop so it's mostly out of the way and like being very calm about all these people um it's it would be kind of the size of a pony front to back but not as tall it has a head that looks like a goat skull more or less and like because of the way the patterning is between the blacks and the reds and two really long antenna that sweep pretty far back along its body although as you watch it it flexes them a little bit and they like curl up part way along their length and then extend back out again it has a saddle (laughs) okay (laughs) and it's just it's just being mellow and staying put huh yep Mm -hmm. okay well i know that she made it here before me is it is it better to be a a little bit later than your date is that uh is that the ideal look here no one is going to ask a random person on the street. No <laughs> one is going to help you with this, Adam. Oh, no. I'm not sure I know the answer, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, if, if I actually knew, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that, that would suddenly ruin my uh, RPG podcast cred, wouldn't it? Maybe. Um, if Vaughn's wanted to be super early, we can wreck on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it. So the beetle's nicely uh, uh, hitched to a post, or is it just kind of parked? It's kind of parked. I think it's probably tied up to something that is not actually a hitching post. Uh-huh. And upon a closer examination, you can tell that the way it's tied up, it could probably, if it wanted to, just yank it loose very easily. Uh. It's basically tied up to the nearest thing you can hook a rope over. Sure, sure. But it's big enough that it's basically a courtesy rope. Yeah. And it's tied in such a way that the uh, the reins, it's basically kind of like a slip knot sort of thing. Just like you could you could very quickly untie it with like one motion. Mm. Ready for action. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a knight owns it or something. <laughs> and so you head on in. Okay, so uh, do I see green right away or? Um, I don't know why I'm thinking so hard about this. Uh, yes, it takes a little bit just because you kind of have to walk deeper in because um, it has booths on both walls that are kind of um, like have curtains down between them to give you some extra privacy. And then there's kind of some more open common seating in the center, but it's kind of like couches and stuff. It's more for larger groups, but you quickly spot her in one of the booths. I see. Uh, is this the sort of place where you order your coffee up front or do they have a uh, server come around and take orders Uh, you order up front and i think once green sees you she hops out of the booth and comes over because she hasn't actually ordered yet because she was waiting for you to get there oh that's nice of her but she saved us a seat that's yep it's very helpful there's a rather impressive looking backpack (laughs) that was on the seat next to her because as you said y'all are going directly from this to delving down into the maintenance levels. <laughs> so okay. probably also has a bunch of gear with her. So I guess I'll open with, oh, hi, Green. How are you, how are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, what, what, what's good here? What, what are you uh, having? Can I get you something? My initial instinct was caramel macchiato, which makes no fucking sense in the setting. <laughs> <laughs> 
flat white. Flat and white are two words I'm sure they're familiar with on this big floating rock. Hey, Grix, I know you just drink the rocket fuel of coffee. Yep. But for people that are not you and don't just take it black, what kind of stuff does Ottencore tend to have? Uh, let's see, they got goat milk. Uh, they got, uh, they got, um... He doesn't powder. drink anything but rocket fuel. Yeah, uh, they got they got the they got the powdered uh, mushroom creamer, uh, for the people who like that kind of stuff. But that's kind of gross. Let's see. They uh, what else would they have? They would have um, something fancy and steamed, like a I don't know, cappuccino would be like the closest. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't have a lot of ideas. Nope, it's all good. I was also trying to figure out kind of how far along the espresso technology scale I wanted to make this place. <laughs> the answer is probably pretty far if they're making cappuccinos, but I'm down with that, especially because there's fucking magic. Um, so anyway, returning back to the scene, uh, a goat milk cappuccino, what do you like to, or at least that's what I like to get. What kind of coffee do you like? I mean, I usually like to have them just smash up some beans and then mix it with water somehow. I don't know what they call that. <laughs> it's the Grix special. Like, do you want the beans to still be in there? <laughs> I mean, they, they pick the beans out afterwards, right? Like, You don't get coffee very often, do I you? I'm, I'm sure they can figure it out. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> you head up to order. Aaron's exhausted. So <laughs> no, I'm laughing very quietly. <laughs> also, before I forget, Green is wearing kind of some basic green pants, breeches. I guess they're probably more like breeches for fox folks since you don't want them going actually all the way down to the bottom of your feet. And... A like really nicely embroidered tunic. There's flowers on it, and so you head up to order. And does does she have her fur done up in any way? Can I tell? It's very shiny. It was clearly uh, well brushed. Like mm-hmm. shinier than the last time I saw her. Yeah. Uh, well, I should I should obviously comment on that. That's uh, that's a thing that uh, Vixen like to hear about, right? Like they they like it when you notice their fur. Is that is that a thing? Uh huh. Does Vons think it's a thing? Because if so, don't. yes. Sorry. That'd be helpful. <laughs> yeah, say, I figure whatever you think is a thing, Vons thinks is a thing, and you should just fucking go with it, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I just don't want anyone to help Adam slash Vons with this date at all, because that is way funnier. <laughs> that is fair. Oh, I appreciate Kelly. Sorry, I appreciate Aaron's complete lack of faith in me. Um, I was projecting that onto Kelly, assuming that she also had the same. (laughs) No, Kelly's way nicer than I am. (laughs) She's laughing a lot harder, though. (laughs) Because this shit is funny. It's because I don't want to laugh so loudly that I miss anything. (laughs) 
I get the sense you're trying not to tip me off. I am trying so hard to just like watch what's happening and not like influence it at all. That is your castle keeper GM person will try to keep it together because I also want to see you twist in the wind without any help. <laughs> <laughs> I brought this on myself. <laughs> it's good role play. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. I want to know what happens next. But all right. So I guess Bonds goes. I should compliment her on her fur. And? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, almost saying that out loud. Um, just quietly to himself. I don't like the fur. Yeah, I like your fur. I like your fur. You did, you did, something, you did something with it. It looks, um, it looks uh, shinier. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, I almost went into Cog's voice, which would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Very different date. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Yeah, uh, brushed it a lot, treated it a little bit. It had been a while. This was kind of a nice reason to, you know, take better care of it. I mean, ah. I'm in armor half the time, so I don't get a lot of chances. <laughs> okay, that's that's an immediate uh, an immediate clue to Vons. Uh, Vons appreciates that, and probably um, without realizing it, visibly notice like the ears or something tip it, tip that off. So yeah, Vons just kind of stares a beat or two longer than a fox normally would, um, thinking. But it's totally right there for Vons. <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously, obviously, this is like totally a date then, because uh, you don't, you don't like, you don't shine up your fur for nothing. Um, I I like your fur too. Did you do something with it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I talked to my guy. I talked to my guy. Uh, I found some <laughs> some wax or something. I found this smushy stuff and uh, ground it in there real good. It it took forever. It's yeah, real hard it can to do get that. out. Yeah. Is is that the reason you smell like clover or is that a different thing? It's a good smell. Don't get me wrong, I'm just curious. It's it's that or the or the spray he gave me. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what kind of coffee were you having again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um We've had this conversation in front of the cash register basically. <laughs> As this orc woman who just towers over you is leaning on the counter and just waiting very patiently <laughs> for this to get done. You get the impression from her affect, this is not the first time this has happened and will not be the last. And she's used to it. And it's mostly just a thing you deal with as part of the job. <laughs> Vaughn's glancing behind his or over his shoulder real quick to see if any line has developed. Uh, there is not. You're there in kind of the middle of the morning, so it's a little bit quieter. But uh, yeah, Green goes and orders essentially a goat milk cappuccino with a sweetener in it that's presumably made of beet sugar. Makes perfect sense. How does Vaughn's order? Um, you you got you you got beans, right? Like the coffee kind, the coffee beans. I hear people ordering like cappuccinos and stuff all day. I have no idea what that. Just smash up some beans, put it in the water, do the thing. With the beans so you want it beans so you want it black then is what i'm hearing uh yeah yeah i like black i like any yeah the the black is fine black's great mm -hmm. 
Got oh, any beetles? <laughs> maybe maybe mush a beetle into the beans a little. Yeah, actually, we keep a few of those on tap. All right, yeah, I'll set that up. Uh, just go around the counter; it'll be right up. I'll uh, observe on my way around the counter if they've got any pastries or anything like that. So funny thing, pastries <laughs> involve wheat flour normally. Guess what's really fucking hard to get on a floating rock? <laughs> they have other equivalent things. There's kind of a lot of sort of like flatbread setups, uh-huh. which are a little Cricket easier to flour. make because you don't need, yeah, you don't need gluten to, yeah. to make things rise. Um, or like like rice crispy treats, but with like ancient grains. Yeah, kind of. Um, lots of things with like dried fruit in it and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Not a lot of dried fruit, but enough for flavor. So uh, I'll ask if. Uh, so do you, do you want a snack? Did, have, did you have breakfast on before you came out here? Oh, um, yes, but that was like at five in the morning. So yeah, a snack sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they have like a a, a scone or uh, um or some. I, I don't know. I'll pick us up something. Do you want to go? You can go uh, back to your to your bag, and I'll I'll just bring this up to us. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they have anything with, um, like, strawberry in it. I really like strawberries. So. Oh, sure. Cool, thanks. And yeah, strawberries are great. She heads on over to the table. See, that's how you avoid the whole two people reaching for their wallets at the same time thing. Ah, nice trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that neither of you had paid yet, so. Sneaky, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Molly kind of le- leans over. So I'm guessing you want some food, too? Oh, just some kind of tasty pastry, whatever's fresh, with with nice strawberries in it. Just two of those. If you've got strawberries. Do you have strawberries? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some in the, there's the strawberry grain bar, which is mostly grain, because, you know. Yeah. Okay. She rings you up. I'm going to say that the whole thing will set you back six silver. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What does a beer go for? A beer goes for two copper pieces, allegedly. An ale I goes for five. I found the equipment page. Yeah. What? An ale goes for five, and a yeah. mug of mead is two silver pieces, because fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a common tavern meal is two silver pieces. All of this is very confusing, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Someday I will just decide what stuff should cost and then recalculate everything and then I will die inside. <laughs> so again, this is the PNW. We're looking at like kind of whacked out prices for beer and coffee anyway. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> in in fact, beer and coffee basically have the same price up here depending on the coffee. Yeah, for a coffee I'm basically charging it the same as a mug of mead in the equipment list. Makes sense. Sounds All fair. right. So, uh, does does this include tip? Because I should I should probably tip. It does not include tip. Well, let's let's uh, add an appropriate. Yeah, an appropriate tip for like you know mid mid range, decent tip for coffee. I don't know what tipping custom looks like here. Probably be somewhere like, between one and two silver. Yeah, it's like yeah, fifteen to thirty percent, which I know is a range, but. <laughs> Yep. Let's let's give like a proper 20-25% tip, whatever that rounds up to in uh 
in sil- this was in silver, right? Yeah, just call it another one silver, five copper on top of it. So you overall pay seven silver pieces and five copper pieces. Sure. Yep. Let's do that. Uh, just bring it up to eight silver because, okay. I mean, it'll be nice. It's just right. easier to do that math on my end. <laughs> All right. You pay eight silver and you wait for your stuff. It comes up pretty quick. You see that the Gotmo cappuccino looks like what we would just consider a cappuccino. The request for crush a bunch of beans and put water with it and also like a beetle or something. Um, <laughs> They've interpreted creatively in some way. A little bit. Um, so you get your drink and it is definitely coffee. There are not crushed up beans in the bottom. It looks like it was filtered like some monster would do. <laughs> but A, just to skip forward a little bit, as soon as you taste it, you can taste the beetle. There's a good hint of it in there. And B, it looks like they actually um, really finely ground up the shell of kind of an iridescent beetle and sprinkled it over the top. Ooh, like a salt Ooh. rim. So it's Yeah, a little bit. Or like having like nutmeg or something. But all right, you succeed at obtaining things and walking over to your table. And I'm really tempted to Without make you make a dexterity spilling? saving throw to not spill things. <laughs> also, fuck that. Um, Sweet. Getting off easy this time. Um, I mean, my natural dexterity is pretty good here. Yeah. Also, that's my um, that is my primary attribute. I Should I get closer to the mic when I say that? No. <laughs> but okay. And you go to your table and you sit up there and it's a little bit tall for you too, but you make it work. Um, like the benches are a little tall. Once you're in them, it's fine. Oh, like I see. Grix goes here. I imagine that these tables are pretty short species friendly. Mm. Yes, you have your coffee. You have your pastries. You are sitting and ready to talk like humans do when I narrate things <laughs> like a human does. Um <laughs> ready you're dressed you have a little bit of time and you head on out to the spires which is where this date is going to take place at pam's so the spires as briefly mentioned is a very large cavern that was here when the city was first kind of being built and founded it wasn't carved out at all although the the ground level has been kind of leveled um just so people aren't tripping over stuff um it's a it's like an eroded cavern. Um, the big feature is that it has a number of stalactites and stalagmites, several of which have formed into columns, okay. um, extremely large columns, that go from floor to ceiling. And the ceiling is at least, it's like 100 feet up. It's a very spacious spot. And that space has been used by people building buildings using the columns as supports. That makes sense. So... You know that Pam's is up on the third level. Let's let's say it's the fifth level of its particular spire. Okay. It's pretty easy to find. You you live in a cave system, so this isn't super unusual, but this particular area is especially prone to having water drip down from the ceiling. So you kind of get splattered a little bit as you're going on in. And there's puddles on the floor. And all right, 
you make your way up the this particular spire at least is set up so that there's like a quote-unquote building on every level and there's a ramp that wraps up around the outside in a corkscrew which then will get the level of the building and there's a walkway into the building itself cool you make your way up and you're at pam's or at least outside of pam's and Photios did not happen to arrive at exactly the same time as you. What do you do? Did he... He's not there before me, right? I don't think so. No. Not quite yet. I think he's not there yet. Okay. Um, I'll go to, like, the hostess or whatever and be like, um, hey, so um, I'm here on, like, a first date. Um, could we have, like, a really good table? Or, like, if it's really busy, could we just, could we just have a table? Uh, sure. Do you want a view of the, the spire or a view of, um, the surrounding area? Um, we'll take a view of the spire. All right. Uh, right this way. And you are shown to a table. Um, you are placed... So the way Pam's is laid out is it's in a circle around the central spire mm -hmm. and actually doesn't meet with it in the middle. Instead, it ends about like five feet out and has uh, windows floor to ceiling on the both the inside and the outside. So you can either see the spire um, itself, which is kind of a cool rock formation and is lit nicely just due to the way everything is laid out, or you can... Yeah, go and see a huge chunk of the surrounding neighborhood by being on the outer side. You're taken to the inside. You're put on the opposite end from the kitchen, which means that you kind of have the least busy section of the restaurant to be in. Will I be able to, like, see him come in from where I'm sitting? <laughs> yes. Okay. You, you might have to kind of lean out a little bit, but yes. Okay. Um, and as she's seating me, I'll be like, um, so the guy I'm meeting is a minotaur. Um, and then I like describe his like fur. I think he's like dark brown. Am I wrong? Have I just made that up? What? I like thinking that of... all of that was in character. <laughs> no, sorry. Aaron, not Aerosene. Yeah is now asking, what kind of... What? It's kind of like a dark what? russet brown, so there's like a kind of a reddish undertone, but it's a oh, pretty okay. deep brown. It's like a medium like, dark brown. what breed of cow have I have you based my future boyfriend on? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so like... Can I just get that as an audio clip, just... <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's not the weirdest thing that I've said recently <laughs> about people I'm attracted to. So Ericene, uh describes Photios. Alright. Okay, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for him. I'll point him your way. Oh, did you want anything while you're waiting? Um, no, I'll just wait for him. Thanks. And she, like, okay. gives a genuine, like, service person smile. All right, the 
hostess smiles back and it also seems genuine and not just customer service smile um okay and so you wait around for just a little bit about five minutes later photo shows up what does a minotaur wear on a formal date <laughs> that's a great question what was he wearing when i met him <laughs> he didn't describe it <laughs> you didn't describe it all you said was minotaur and i was like Oh baby! I was like ass naked. Um, I was like boyfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, when you met him, I think it was kind of a simple kind of like thick linen shirt, which I realize might not make sense, but is the best way I can think of to describe the kind of cloth I'm thinking of. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and black pants made of a similar material. I guess they were probably both black, actually. Um. Just kind of standard, I need to be unobtrusive in my job sort of gear. Sure, that's fair. The way he shows up this time is in a a white um white shirt has the kind of has like the the cutout that goes down to the mid chest and then has is like laced up. Has laces up to to the Okay, neck. okay, yeah. Um which is <laughs> pretty open on him you're sure. not sure he could actually close it if he wanted to based on how it fits sure that's fair and kind of a nice uh deep brown set of breeches and has a shoulder bag of made of leather um, that is actually a deep green and has two uh golden i guess caps on the ends of his horns that weren't there when you saw him earlier all right, so kind of comes in, talks to the hostess, looks up and sees you, gives you kind of a very earnest wave and heads on over and sits down. <laughs> Ericene like waves and gets up and like kind of like as smoothly as possible, like gives him like a, you know, like a quick like, hey, what's going on? Like, are we hugging? Kind of a hug, but. It's very, it's still very, like, smooth. He gives I don't you a know good hug a, back. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I, the worst part is I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, you and I have yeah. done a lot of internet dating. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, yeah, so he returns it and seems pretty earnest and is like, you know, what was his voice? Um, like, hey, how's it going? How's your morning been? Uh, like, pretty good. I thought I saw a bird. <laughs> well. But I'm pretty sure that that was just, like, some residual drugs from last night. Are, are you sure it wasn't, like, a bat that flew through some lichen or something? No, I'm not sure, but I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it landed on my finger and I couldn't feel it land on my finger, so pretty sure it was not real. That Sorry, sounds like some a... good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. And it's the kind where, like, sometimes you just have, like, very slight, like, aftershocks for, like, a few hours afterward. 
And I thought that sleeping for, you know, eight hours would get rid of it, but I woke up and there was that fucking bird on my finger. Anyway, how was your morning? Uh, it was she, good. Like, I bites her lip as she's like talking to him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's still just pitch perfect. I'm just not good at role playing it back. So bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been good so far. I woke up like an hour ago. Um, kind of a late night, but wasn't too bad uh pulled a shift at leviatar's seat after my shift at the gwendolu um got to see a lot of interesting people possibly some people that were on the same drugs as you <laughs> hey grix yep make a dex check for me Ooh, not good. Dex is plus one. Uh, so I got an eight. Not a... You added your not eight. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nine. Ten. Jesus. All right. Adding numbers is hard, as you mentioned earlier. Yes. Okay, so you are playing as part of trying out all these new things. Bump tag. No. <laughs> Although I feel like... Playing that with a prosthetic hand is kind of like cheating. <laughs> it was a lot of the risk factor. But no, uh, you're playing a team game that involves basically passing a ball from person to person, getting it through a hoop. It is not basketball. It is more like the Aztec? Mayan? Dude, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Okotok? Yeah. yeah. So you're basically playing that, and you're having a hard time. Okay. In what way does Grix humorless, humorlessly, humorously fail during <laughs> this attempt? Uh, humorously fail. Uh, oh, uh, very simply, um, he gets confused and really too excited. And because uh, he, he drank way too much coffee this morning <laughs> and he uh, scores on the wrong goal. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, he just gets turned around and just hurls the ball hard as he can. Your team takes it in relative stride, but it is very funny for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> Who is not you. Um, all right. Now that we've cut to Grix's adventures and hobby having. <laughs> Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at primeattribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our dank memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. Thanks, Ian! We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. In addition to our usual credits, we would also like to give some credits for the extra music that was used in this episode. 
the songs Sneaky Adventure, Luminous Rain, and Life of Riley are all by Kevin MacLeod, whose music you can find at incompetech.filmmusic.io. They are all used under the filmmusic.io standard license, and for the full attribution text for each of these songs, you can look at the show notes for this episode. Thank you very much. So that's my, um, that is my primary attribute. I Should I get closer to the mic when I say that? No. <laughs> I, I remember you uh, choosing between dexterity okay. and wisdom, and then I promptly had you only rolling wisdom for many sessions on accident. <laughs> whatever that, uh, whatever that was that just got opened and then closed again, can we get a sound bite of that later? I think that'll come in handy in the future. Somebody has a very squeaky door. Nice accidental Foley work.